Thank you so much for, for being here today in the, in the church. I love to see you, Chai, back in the church. It's great. And uh, Melanie, good to see you again. Oh, it's just phenomenal to see everybody here today. And I know that uh, our viewers, listeners, faithful friends watching in all platforms, you are also terrific friends. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. Today is a beautiful day. We are going to talk about how to honor dads. And uh, of course, this is a very important topic. Welcome to Victory Church today, June 14th, 2020, worship service number 194. How to honor our parents, our dads. If, uh, if, you, hear, uh, if you are here in the church, please grab one of the bulletins. I would love for you to write some notes, important notes about how to honor dads. There are many things that you will really about about this topic, but also for our viewers. If you could quickly go to the website, bchurch.us, and download the bulletin. It's available for you, and I am absolutely sure that you will be happy to have the bulletin as well. Everyone can have it and it's all good. In the name of Jesus. I want to thank many people before I start with the message of this morning for all the kindness that you have shown us for the last two weeks. And especially last week. And I want to I thank personally right now to so many of you guys here in the church. My dear friend, Dan Florence, thank you so much for your kindness you helped us tremendously Sunday afternoon with this particular situation that you you know. It was fantastic. Thank you, Dan. Again, one more time. That was very nice of you. I want to say thank you to, to Donna. Thank you, Donna, for helping us with the vehicle. That was phenomenal. We appreciate that so much, Donna. We, we are using Donna's car for now and uh, for a little situation there. But thank you, Donna, for that. Thank you, Tony, also for helping us with all these appointments and all the struggles that we went through this week. We are overcoming all that. Thanks, you. Thanks to you guys. Thank you, Tony. appreciate that very much. And naturally, I want to thank uh, those who have been uh, so generous and kind, bringing us food to the house and also the donors here to the church. <laughs> Marie, thank you so much. Girls. You're welcome, she says. <laughs> That's very nice. Thank you, Tim and Mary, for the, for the meals. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wendy and Ronnie, for the meals. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ray and Linda, for those meals. Thank you so much. Thank you for your help here. Sick, thank you so much for what you are doing. I, want, I just... Penny. Penny, thank you so much, Penny. I know probably you are watching. I want to thank you for so generous in, in providing for us a meal. And, and Chance and Joy Dawn, they helped us set equipment right here. It also, Tony also helped us with meal. I mean, there are so many wonderful things that uh, many people, and it's all just love, and that is beautiful. We are a family, right? We are family. And my, my friend, you are watching. I want you to know our church is real. We go through struggles like everybody else. But we work together, together as a family. So now I would like to start 
Read in the scripture in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. And we read, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you. And don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Just like that. Now, I want you to take notes. There are four sections that we are going to discuss about how to honor that. The first section is called what a child sees. The second section is what a bad dad says. And then we have the third section, which is what a good dad sees. And finally, fears of all dads. Those are the four sections that we are going to discuss today. And we go quickly to the first one. What is what a child sees? What is what the, a normal average kid will see through his life? Well, you know, the first thing that a child sees is the security of having a dad, right? The kid sees how wonderful it is to, to have a dad. He feels safe being in the house. And then immediately he sees in the father the authority. Here's the kid looking at the dad and says, oh, here's my dad. I'm going to behave. <laughs> but also, immediately after that, the admiration starts to grow. The, the, the little kid is looking at, in the father, so many wonderful things. And they say, oh, my dad is awesome. My dad is awesome. He's terrific. And then the teenager years come. And after being admiring your father, <laughs> the kid, the teenager now starts to see the imperfection. And they say, you know, my dad is not not that smart. <laughs> you know, my dad doesn't know much about uh, apps. My dad doesn't know much about technology or whatever. And, uh, and that is exactly what happens. After the kid sees the imperfection, then gets the disappointment, which is so sad. Here's the kid looking at the father. And after having so much admiration, and then seeing the imperfection, the disappointment. And you know what happens after that? It's so sad. And then you see how kids start despising their fathers. And they neglected them. And you know that quite often you see kids, now young adults, in this separation from their dads. It is so sad. It is so sad. It's heartbreaking. Many of them, they stop talking to the dad. Perhaps you are one of those that in, in some point of your life, you stop talking to your dad. You said, oh, you are so horrible. I don't want to even talk to you, dad. Maybe you did that or you are doing that. I don't know. But it's a, it's a process until finally the forgiveness comes into that relationship. You know, finally the kid says, you know what? I'm not going to be fighting with my dad. I don't want to have any regrets later in my life, so I'm going to forgive my father. 
you don't want to make it up and whatever. <laughs> it is sad to see that. My friend, if you are in a fight with your dad, for whatever reason, you need to come to a point of forgiveness. Forgiving your dad for what your dad did or he didn't do. Forgiveness is essential for, for life. And after the forgiveness, <laughs> we, know, we know what happens, right? The key to start now is an adult. Now starts hanging out with the dads. Tolerant, you know? Now the dad is older. <laughs> and then you start to hear the noise that does, you know? Like, you know, or noises with fingers, clicking fingers, you know? Or the breathing, you know? Like someone says one day, <laughs> man, you really breathe loud. And someone says, you even, anyone can hear you even from a mile from here. Really? By breathing? But even though those things are there, now that you are at peace with your dad, you are more tolerant. You know? The way that they say things, you know, how the dad repeats the thing, not just once, twice, three times. <laughs> the story goes five times, ten times, you know. <laughs> and now you, you don't just tolerate your dad, you accept your dad. That you accept your dad. You know, finally you come to this point. You, you accept your dad. And now you start to appreciate your dad. And he says things to you. And not like at the beginning when you got mad at your dad. Now you just appreciate your dad and you say, you know what? It was nice when my dad said that to me. When my dad tells that. And, and you encourage your dad to tell you things. That's what a child sees. And we all go through seasons like that. You know, guys? Issues with our own father. <laughs> it is just life. But the Lord is telling us one thing. Let's read it all together, please. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you. And don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. That's what the Lord wants us to do. However, there are bad, bad, dad, bad dads all over. Do you agree? There are bad dads. There are many. They have been all over the place. Still are, and always will. So this is what a bad dad says, guys. <laughs> the first thing is when, when the woman, the girl that is pregnant, tells him, I'm pregnant. <laughs> the first thing the bad dad says is, I have to escape. <laughs> I gotta leave this place. I'm going to leave this town. I'm not going to live here. I'm out of here. Because he's thinking, I can't do this. I cannot do this. You know? The bad dad is the one that runs away immediately. And you know, it's not just the fact that he leaves. <laughs> it's not just the fact that he says, I can't do this. You know, 
he deeply is hoping, I hope I, I don't have to pay much for this. <laughs> you know, that is so sad. The, those bad dads are, are, are thinking, I just hope not be that expensive for me. That is going to be not too expensive, just cheap. I hope I can just give a little money here, here, get a little money there, and just get rid of the problem. How many bad dads are still today thinking the same thing? I have to escape. I can't do this. I hope I don't have to pay much for this. Because deeply what they are thinking is, I care, I care more for myself than for anyone else. Those bad dads is what they are saying and hurting people because basically what they say is, I always come first. I always come first. How sad is that? And you see them in different places, in different towns, in, 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 in all families. Don't we see those bad dads in all families? You know, it happens everywhere. It's what they are saying. I, I come first. I don't care what you guys need or want. You know what's the worst part of a bad dad? The worst part is that when it's their, their last stage of their lives, and they are just thinking, I know my life is a mess. I just hope that someone will clean up my mess once I'm gone. My gosh. I stopped the life of not one or three kids. I heard a comedian saying one day, it was a joke, he said, you know, I like to travel because I like to see my kids. <laughs> I like to travel because I like to see my kids. Boy, you tell me that's not true. There are guys with kids everywhere, you know, and they are so irresponsible. How many of those bad dads had ended in prison because they refused to pay child support? <laughs> You know? And many of them, they finally, the kids, an adult, they get rid of their responsibility of financial deals, right? But they keep on going with that attitude. I always come first. And they create a mess. And sometimes the mess that they make, guys, is so sad. Sometimes that mess includes properties, bank accounts vehicles, so many legalities, and they keep on going in that unwise route because they think, well, anyway, I'm going to die. Someone is going to clean up my mess once I'm gone. You see, that is what a bad dad says. My friend, if you are listening, if you are watching, and you think, well, that is exactly what my dad did. I understand. I understand it's not nice. It, it hurt. And uh, forgive me for issues with my, my microphone here. 
But uh, I want to tell you this. Being close to the Lord is precisely the way to understand how God works. God works through forgiveness. So even though, my friend, if you had a bad dad, you need to come to this point where you have to forgive your dad because there is nothing that you can do about it. Whatever disastrous life your dad has or had, you need to let it go because it's not good for you. However, we still need to remember what the Scripture says. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. Because here's the deal, guys. Sometimes the dad is a disaster, but there is a mother. <laughs> the dad could be a disaster, but there is a mother. And the mother is the one that's going to teach. So if that's your case, dear friend, listen to your mom, what she is teaching you. Learn from your parents, it says, will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Let's move to the next section, okay? I know that section was kind of sad and you don't want to hear about it, but it's needed. We need to see that. But now we're going to talk about what a good dad sees. And here is the first thing. is the excitement to the idea of parenthood. A good dad, the moment that knows about the pregnancy of his wife, gets so excited it is unbelievable. It's that excitement of knowing that it's going to be a dad and then the honor of becoming a father. What an honor. My, my friends here, the, my guys here, we are, we are parents, we are dads. What an honor. It is just beautiful. Any man that is watching, any man, maybe you, my friend, you're watching. Perhaps you are a dad, or perhaps you are not. If you are a dad, you know what an honor is to be a dad. Right? Because you have the opportunity to raise a kid, the opportunity to influence the life of someone. What an honor. But if you are not a dad, I will tell you this. It is beautiful to be a father. It's just one of the most amazing experiences that a man can live to see his kids growing up. It's just gorgeous. That is exactly what the Lord does in us. He sees us growing. Of course, with the, with the honor and the opportunity to raise a kid becomes the responsibility of providing. So a good dad is going to be responsible of what? Well, three things. The number one thing is providing for material things. You know, the kid must be taken care of, has to have a house. It doesn't matter if he's small or big, but needs to have a roof, clothes, etc. So, friends, any man that has a kid is responsible for paying for all those things. You are not giving a kid a favor. 
You know, a good dad knows it's his responsibility. You know, it's not like you are giving a favor to the, to the mother saying, okay, here's the check of this week. So I'm great. No, you are not great. You are just being responsible. <laughs> That's your responsibility to pay a child. And hello, it's for 18 years at least. <laughs> but a good father, a good dad says, yeah, it's my responsibility of providing, you know. Again, another pair of shoes. Yeah, kids grow. Hello. Food, shoes, all the things. Kids like to play sports. It's your responsibility as a good dad to, to take care of all those expenses. You are not a superhero for doing that. That's your responsibility, my friend. A good dad sees that and says, yeah, I'm going to provide for my kids. But not all is material. Correct, guys? Not all is material. Here is one of the most important responsibilities. This is the, the spiritual values that we are going to teach to our kids in our homes. A good dad is not going to refuse to go to church. Okay, I, I know that some, some guys right now are a little bit upset with me, but uh, you can manage it. And it's good that you are watching, or maybe you are, you are listening. Your wife is the one playing the video. <laughs> and you are just there pretending you are not listening. I don't know. It's just guessing. But, you know, a good dad is a good dad not just because pays for the bills. It's a good dad because also is taking care of the spiritual needs of these kids or kids, meaning teaching these kids about God, about the Bible, about prayer, praying with the kids. You know, kids, when we have kids around and we are teaching them how to pray, they don't understand what are we doing. <laughs> have you noticed how the kids, when we are praying, kids are always opening their eyes Trying to see what's going Isn't it beautiful? You, 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 you know, I know you, you agree with me. You have the kids around us and we are praying for the meals. And their, their prayers are precious, right? And sometimes we are praying and the kids are like that. How many of us have, have had kids that we are praying for the meal and the kid is grabbing food while we are eating? Kids do that. It, it, you know, when they are little, it's adorable. You know, now it's 17, come on, you can wait. <laughs> but, you know, a good dad sees that. It is important not just to pay for their stuff, but to teach spiritual values. But there is another thing a good dad sees. is the responsibility of education. My friends... More and more, we need kids with skills, trained kids going to school, learning things, because that's the problem. When we don't have kids with the right education, with the right training, they are in the streets, basically, at the expense of whatever the world can do to them. When they don't have a skill or any ability, a trade, 
the kid is in danger. What this kid is going to do with his own life? You know, we, I think all of us, we have gone through the, uh, let's go to, go to this grocery store or this uh, fast food restaurant to get a little money per hour. All of us have done that. Well, all of us responsible people, we do that. But what is the future doing that? There is no future. So we need to get an education. We need to get a trade. So my friend, your responsibility as a father is also providing for education. And you need to help your kids to get an education. You need to help your, your kids in the house with books, teachers, instructors, whatever they need. It's the right thing to do. And it's actually it's going to help you at the end. Because if you don't have a kid with a trade, with certain level of training, <laughs> now you're going to be 70 years old paying still for everything because your kid doesn't know what to do. That, you see? A good dad sees that. But there are more. The, the good dad will see also the frustration. With what? With, first of all, with himself. As, as, a, as a dad, as a dad, you, you will be frustrated with yourself. Isn't that true? As a father, you get frustrated with yourself because you just see how much you fail. We, we fail, you know, as, as fathers, we fail. And it's horrible. Who enjoys failing? Oh, it's so great to fail. No, nobody enjoys failing. But we fail. And when we fail, it's so frustrating. Maybe you fail. Maybe you realize you are not doing things right. And you say, oh boy, I really suck. <laughs> What's... What's wrong with me? Why can I not be a good dad? We, we see that. A good dad sees that. Gets frustrated with himself. But also the good dad will be frustrated with the kid. With the mom. <laughs> and with the rest of the family. Here is us. We do what we can. Providing material things, spiritual things, education and all that. We provide. We are there. Top of the game, we get frustrated with ourselves because we don't do a good job as a dad. But then sometimes we get it right. But there is another component in this equation of parenthood. <laughs> Mom plus dad equals parents. <laughs> so sometimes it's not just us. Sometimes it's the mom that is making the mess and we are just grabbing our hands our heads, thinking, my goodness, why she cannot get it? She's just destroying this kid. That's not right. I am correcting this kid, and she is doing the opposite. 
I'm building this kid and she is destroying this kid. So we see that a good dad sees that, that frustration with himself, the frustration with the mom, the frustration with the kid, because kids are going to frustrate us. We know that. It's frustrating. It's frustrating when you are doing the best that you can to raise your kids and then suddenly they are doing what is wrong. Can we talk about real things here, guys? Can we? Of course. How do we feel when we see those kids drinking and getting drunk, getting high, wasting money, destroying cars? How do we feel? So frustrated. It's frustrating. And you're thinking, but what have I done? I am doing everything right. I'm doing the best that I can to raise these kids. Sometimes it's on our own or whatever. But it's so frustrating. Not to mention when other members of the family involved, whether it's a grandma or a grandpa or tia, tío, uncle, aunt, you know, or older uh, kid or whatever, other members of the family, and all of them just being part of this mess. And a good dad sees that and gets frustrated with that. But the good dad is not going to give up just because there is a mess. No. The other thing a good dad will say, he will learn to manage rejection and accusations. I want to ask Sik, come here, please. Help me with this illustration. You are not being the bad boy. I'm the bad dad. Okay. But let's say I did something wrong. Okay. So here's Sik, my child. He's not my child, of course. But let's suppose, for the sake of the illustration, so he is my teenager boy, and I messed up, I did something wrong, but I am a good dad, right? But as a human, I will fail. And he's so frustrated with me. So then he comes, and he is so mad at me for something. And now he's giving me the look. You know the look? You know, he's giving me that look. Like, really, that? And you know what? And we are, here is me, the father. I'm just looking at him, and I just don't know even what to do, right? I just feel so uncomfortable. But I have to learn. Here's the point, guys. We need to learn to manage rejection and his accusation. We have to learn to manage that rejection. Now he doesn't want to talk to me. But I have to learn to manage that you know, those bad feelings that you, my kid, have to me because you are mad at me. I, I failed to you. I failed. So, But I need to learn to handle the rejection and the accusation. So you, you are going to start telling me all the bad things I have done. But that, that's not enough. Do you want to be honest, Dad? I'm going to tell you the truth. Oh, oh boy. Do you want to hear the truth, Dad? Sure. Okay, here we go. And he's going to be honest. Because it's, it's his heart is there, his feelings. So he's going to be honest. So a good dad, get this, guys, a good dad should be able to handle the rejection and the accusations. Not at the first accusation saying, you know what? I can't stand you. Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. I hope you understand, my friend, what I'm saying to you. A good dad 
is not perfect. There is no perfect dad. There is only one perfect dad. It's the Lord. We, guys, we fail. We are imperfect. We are going to hurt our kids. Not intentionally. It's just life. We failed. But when we messed up, the who wants to have a relationship with me, he has the opportunity to share his heart with me. I need to be willing to listen to him. Even if I disagree, at least I need to let him share with me his feelings. So, and as a good dad, I need to manage the rejection. And so he's beating me up, right? <laughs> All that, and I'm just trying to survive here. But then at the end, I said, you know what, son? Let me think about all this, okay? It's a lot, but, but I understand. And I just, I want you to know that I'm sorry that I have done all that to you. I don't know how will I handle this. I'll do something about it. Right now, I'm so, woo-hoo, you have no idea. So much in my mind, but thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Go, go eat some. Here, Ed, you know what? You know what? Come here. Come here. This is what a good dad says. You know, I, this is not going to fix the problem, but do me a favor. Go get, get a sandwich, okay? I love you, mijo. Goodbye. A good dad must be able to handle the rejection and accusation. I hope you understand, my friend, watching. A good dad is not perfect. It's going to fail, but must be able to handle the rejection and accusations and try to do something about it. Now, you know, eventually the kid is going to continue growing, and eventually he will go on his life. What is what we need to do, to do now? We need to let him loose. A good dad needs to see that. The kid must go with his own life, you know, his own desires. The kid probably would like to move to another city, to another state, to another country. The good dad has to let him loose and say, you know what, if that is what you want, I have to accept it. And the good dad must wait for them to come back. A good dad is not going to impose, I want you here, I Paid for your education. I paid. No, 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 no. Remember, it, it is your responsibility. You trained that kid right. You did everything by the book, whatever, everything, ex excellent things you did. But there is a time when your, your son, your daughter must and let him lose. Let it have a life. If he doesn't want to come to see you during the weekend, it's his choice. If he doesn't want to talk to you, or respond your calls or text message, that, that's his choice. You know, it's a, it's a godly thing to do, to respect the space of every one of our kids. We need to learn to do that, friends. We need to learn to do that. And of course, a good dad needs to see the importance of an inheritance. There is a moment when a good dad says, well, Eventually, I'm going to die. So what I'm going to leave for my kids? Think about it. If that happens to you, 
Do you have anything to, to leave to your kids? Yeah? That's the right thing to do. And we need to have all that organized in such a way that they will know what to do with that. Let's read, please. All together, Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you. And don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Now, to end this study, this reflection, what are the fears of all that? <laughs> the number one fear of all that is I don't know how to be a dad. <laughs> well, of course we don't. There is no school for that. There is no place to go there. And that's why we all need to be understanding of the mistakes of our parents because there, there was no way that they could learn that. I mean, from where? From their own families? They learned some things, but you know, most of our parents, they did awesome compared to where they were. <laughs> so... The number one fear is, I don't know how to be a dad. Well, we need to talk to people that are dads. And, and my friend, listen, if you don't know how to be a dad, that's okay. I didn't know either. But we ask questions. And we talk to people that they have some experience as, as parents. You know, that reminds me of the story of this guy who was a preacher. And the... Uh, he wrote a book, and the book was uh, Five Keys to Raise Successful Children. Now, at that point, he was single. Imagine that. Five keys to raise successful children. Single guy. Minister, right? He had all the theory. <laughs> okay. Later, a few years later, he came up with a second book. Now he was married and had a baby. And then he goes, the new book is Five Amazing Techniques Raising Kids. Okay? Years later, the thing continued evolving. He's raising the kids. <laughs> he sees the reality of life. Now he has grown-up kids. And so he writes... After all the experience, <laughs> uh, I just love this. After all the experience that he had, like you have, like I have, the book, the new book was titled Some Suggestions for Parenthood. <laughs> Some Suggestions for Parenthood. Who knows how to be a dad? So now I'm going to talk to children. We just don't know. And you don't know either. Nobody really knows. We do what we can. We, we try. And yeah, maybe we are stupid. I don't know. I will not talk about all my friends' dads, but I'm going to talk about myself. Maybe I was stupid on kids. But what, what do we do then? What if I mess it up? What do we do when we, when we fail? 
And then the next question is, is, is it too late to reconnect with my kids? And, and, the, and the core, in the heart of every person, there is a deep desire to reconnect with their dads. I just wish that I could reach you, my friend, in, in this level to your heart. Your kids deeply want to reconnect with you. They do want to reconnect with you. They want to talk with you. They want to, to see you once in a while. They want to be able to make a phone call, a visit, something. It's not too late to reconnect with your kids. It's not. But Gianna, it's just too much. I mess it up. It's just a mess. I understand. But still, your kids want to reconnect with you. Like you want to reconnect with your dad. You also want to reconnect with your dad. You do. It's not too late. Give it a try, my friend. Give it a try. They don't hate you. They are probably disappointed or so angry, maybe. But, but you know what? Deeply, they want to reconnect with you. They do. If you do things right. Because reconnecting with them for the same thing, just to come back to the same, all yourself, no, that, that's not what they want. They want to reconnect as long as you, are, you change, you are different. And then finally, probably the other deep fear of all that is I have too little to live as an inheritance for my kids. Some, some people in their lives, they cannot make enough money or buy properties or acquire material things and and they are just thinking you know i i even messed up my own inheritance my parents left me a house or two houses or my parents left me money and i messed it up i don't have anything material to leave to my kids i want to talk to you my friend i want to talk to you if you are thinking i really I don't, I don't have enough to leave to my kids. You know? If you're thinking, I don't have enough, I, I want you to know what, what you can give to your kids that is more valuable for your kids is not the stuff. It's not the material things. Maybe you think it's, it's the most important, but it's not. The most valuable inheritance that you can leave to your kids is your love. Is that they, they, they will know that you love them. That even if you had a terrible life at the end, you can share with them your heart, the knowledge, the experience, the wisdom. Write a letter if you like. And tell them, this is, this is all that I got. I have no money. I have no properties to leave you. I have nothing. But this is what I learned in my life. So this is my inheritance. Amen. 
friend, my friend, listen. It doesn't matter if you don't have any money to leave to your kid. It doesn't matter. What, what, what is more important is your heart. Tell them you love him. Write a beautiful letter and tell him, I'm sorry, I messed up. I destroyed everything. I don't have anything to, to, to give you. But I want you to know how much I love you. Forgive me. And if, if this and any help, this is what I have learned. You need to walk with, walk with God. You need to read the Bible. You need to go to church. Be accountable. Have fellowship with the church members. Be part of a church. That's the most important thing you can leave to your kids. So don't, don't, don't think you don't have enough. Now, for those who have, of course, it doesn't matter how much or how little, leave something. Leave something to your kids. If you are the person who, who has plenty, well shared in, in a fair way with your children. Share with them in a fair way. Don't hurt your children by not preparing that because this is, <laughs> this is so common and so sad. You have stuff, but you don't have any plan for your inheritance. Listen carefully, my friend. If you have stuff and you don't have a plan for your inheritance and, and you die, you're going to make a mess in your children's life because they are going to fight for every dollar for thing and you say no they won't they are so they they will if they don't will if they don't fight if your two sons don't fight their wives are going to make them fight someone is going to make them fight for that car for that watch for for anything write it all down Put it clear so your kids know what everyone is going to get. That's what a good dad sees. Do that. Do that. Let's read again. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. Let's all together read it. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you. And don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Next Sunday, I'll be speaking on the 21st of June. It service 195. A message that is extremely important is how to prosper in life. I want to invite you to connect with us. And if you are in Odessa, come to Victory Church. And if not, watch how to prosper. That's the topic for next Sunday. But the following Sunday, and I want you to give you at once the title of the message. The title is Chancla. I want to be speaking on June 28th about the importance of using Chancla technique. How to use Chancla as a disciplinary thing in your families. It's necessary as well. The scripture we have 
we have read, it says, listen to your father, right, when he corrects you. But let me, let me tweak a little bit this scripture. And I want you to, to read on the screen. A little tweak that I have done with this scripture is the same scripture with one difference. The same scripture, but instead of being your father, is God. Watch this. My son, listen to God when he corrects you. And don't ignore what the Bible teaches you. What you learn from your Lord will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. It's all about God. It's all about the Lord. And we all need to get it right. Do you want to give your heart to the Lord one more time? Would you like to surrender again and say, yeah, I, I want that. I want to reconnect with God. There is a prayer on the screen that I will invite you to read with me. This prayer talks about how we feel in moments like this, when we want to restart and become the people the Lord wants us to be. So, read with me, read with me. Dear God, how many things I have done wrong. It's embarrassing. I'm ashamed of myself. I was blind. I was totally deceived. Please forgive me, Lord my God. I surrender to you, O oh Lord. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, O oh Lord. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see people in life exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord. Let's say all together, please help me, Lord. And he does it. We know that it's on the cross where we can find hope, salvation. So we all together can say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year 2020. In the name of Jesus, my friends, receive the blessing from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your family and friends and see you next Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.